All right, welcome everyone to the Zojo Talk podcast. This is Paul Lefevre, the Zojo Developer Evangelist. And I have with me as a guest this time, Tim Parnell, noted Zojo developer and forum participant. Welcome, Tim. It's nice to be here. Thanks for coming. Tim is very active in our forum, but he's also active creating lots of stuff to use with Zojo. And in this episode of Zojo Talk, we're going to talk about some of the things that Tim is making and has made and how they can be used and why you might like them. So, Tim, let's uh, let's go through a few of the things here. Uh, one of the first ones I have on my list is you make something called Answers. And that, from what I'm gathering, is probably like maybe the first thing you made uh, for Zojo. Yes, it is, actually. And can you describe a little bit of what that is and how people might use it? Um, it's designed to help you make... Uh, help books for your software. It can make FAQ kind of segments on your website too, where you would click on the question and it jumps down. It's also got features where you can click on the question and it slides out. It's it's to help developers make help books so that it's we get help books because I've been finding a lot of software lately doesn't include help or instructions and. Uh, when I was introduced to Zojo, I was like, I can, I'll use that as my test project to see how I liked the tool. So that brings up a point is how long would you be saying you've been using Zojo? Uh, I actually came from the Mac Heist promotion. Um, I was an in-house developer for them and I was part of their forums over there. And when they did the developer or the design award bundle, Mm-hmm. The Zojo was in that and I came over and I tried the tool and I loved it because I'd, I'd heard about it before in form of real basic when I was growing up, but as a kid, I couldn't like afford it or anything. So now that I had it, I I loved it and I continue to use it now because it's, it's so easy. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. That Mac Heist bundle was, gosh, I'm guessing a couple of years ago now. I think it was 2014. Yeah, that's what I was thinking as well. Probably like springtime. Yeah. So I'm relatively new, but I have a lot of developer experience. So it's how I can do so many different projects so quickly. All right, that's cool. So I'm looking at the the page for answers. And just to get give people an understanding, now this doesn't embed anything specifically in uh, their app or anything like that. This creates a document or HTML or something like that that you post or use in another fashion yeah it creates the html so if you want to bundle it into your app you have to drop it through apple help indexer or turn it into windows compiled help however you choose to do that Um, but one of the benefits of it putting out html is you can also put it online instead so that you can have it on your website and you can just link to it there so it, it lets you do different things with it by being just HTML when it comes out. All right. And kind of segueing into what might be the next thing, does this make use of your HTML edit control? It does, actually. It was the reason I created it. Um, I needed HTML input and output from users, and I looked around for different solutions Um, there was one that existed that would give you HTML from the user, but you couldn't send HTML into it. So that would have meant I had to convert it to RTF and then put it in and then pull out the HTML 
And I was just like, that's too many steps. So I created uh, HTML edit. And I was like, if I do this right, I can make it a separate module that I can let other people use. Right. And looking at the HTML edit module, that is a module that you can just kind of drop in into your projects and use, right? Yep. You drop it in and it works just like a text area. So you have things like cell bold and cell italic, cell length and cell start. It just, it works exactly like a text area control. And that was the idea was to make it easy to use so that you, as it says on the website, already know how to use it. <laughs> That's a good tagline. I already know how to use it. And from looking at it, it the, the toolbar associated with it appears to be built in. Yes. It's part of it. HTML edit relies on um, the quill editor, which you can find and use on your own website. You use it on whatever you need. It includes the toolbar, and it just makes it so easy to get HTML out of it. It's based off of um, the HTML5 technology called Content Editable. And I had I have a prototype on my computer of before I used Quill. And it's it works, but it's not anywhere near as pretty. And it's just a lot of mess. So when I found the all-in-one kit, I was like, I'm going to use that. And it looks really great, and it's really easy to use. Awesome. Well, and I see you've got a little tag on your website that says it's 64-bit compatible. So... Good information for people. It looks like you can just drop it into a 64-bit build of your app and just use it as is. Now this, you had mentioned, it lets you type text kind of like WYSIWYG kind of stuff. And then you get out of that the actual HTML for mm -hmm. the formatting and whatnot. And you said it can do the reverse. So if you have formatted HTML text already, you can send it to this and it'll display it in the formatted fashion. Yep. That's one of the ways answers works is so it stores the HTML from whatever you put into it. And when mm -hmm. you pull up an entry, it sends it back in. So easy, easy input and output from your users. <laughs> that sounds like it would be pretty darn helpful. Now, recently the, when it first came out, it was a desktop component, but recently you added uh, a web version of HTML edit. Is that right? That is correct. Um, I was getting a lot of requests by email and on the forums. Uh, people were asking for a web version. So I, you know, went through the process and figured out how to make web controls and out came a web version. And it's, it's the same control with the same functions. It's, it's actually really beautiful that it's, it pairs so well with the desktop app. You just drop it in. So code would pretty much be the same because you've designed them to work the same. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Now, from creating these things, what what did you find made it really easy for you to, to make these things versus what uh, was trickier? Well, the web control and the desktop control work in totally opposite fashions. The desktop control is more of a, a Git function where you, when you try to get the HTML from it, the control goes in and asks Quill for whatever's going on. Whereas the web control is more of a push function where every time the user changes the content, it pushes it back to Zojo, which is, it's really interesting because of the two different methods that have to be done for it to work. But 
that was that was one of the trickier parts was figuring out the best way to get the web control working. The easy part was that it was already designed as HTML from being the previous control. I could just bundle it all together and use almost the same base. And you use the web SDK to create the web version? I use the... The thing that's bundled inside Zojo. Yeah, that would be the web. The yeah, the web SDK, the the thing that lets you hook up yes. controls. Yes. Yep. Yep. Okay. Yep. It's a custom control. Right. A web custom control. All right. Cool. All right. And as I move through here, very one thing you I'll have to include these in the show notes is your sites for these all have different uh, URLs. It looks like so. I have to make sure I put all those in properly. Okay. So here we go. Web Studio. This is a new one that, when did you announce this? Was it this year or was it last year? Um, just earlier this year. Yeah, actually. I thought it was in January. Yeah. Yeah. And this is um, a collection of web-based tools and controls. Yep. And it's going to continue to grow as I work on it some more. So what do you have in there now? I have um, the beginnings of some bootstrap controls that were, I basically opened up the bootstrap documentation and just started working left to right. Um, so but what is bootstrap for people that aren't going to be familiar with it? Bootstrap is a framework for the web that lets you build websites quickly with these components. It's got, um, buttons and styles and even grid work for people who are working with responsive designs um, to make it much easier to just build a website quickly. So there were requests in the forums for some of the controls, like the buttons and well, I made, I implemented the text field. Um, and after making HTML edit for web, I discovered that it's actually really fun to make web controls to sort out what's going on with between Zojo and the controls you're trying to make. And I don't know, I had fun. So I was <laughs> like, I decided I would, you know, jump on that request for bootstrap controls since nobody had or fulfilled it yet. And so I have the beginnings of web studio. I've got a few bootstrap controls. I'm working on some more right now. Um, and there's some tools in there that come from workarounds that I've needed. Um, and those just help anybody who needs those workarounds in the snap. But it's, it's going to be basically a collection of all of my, all of the controls that I make for web will end up in here and it'll just be an easy access for anyone who needs those tools. Nice. Yeah. So I see right now there looks like one, two, you get about five, a button, a, uh, just of code formatting. Well, actually a tool to display, I guess, source code of some type. Yeah. Like the code tags on the forms. If you, it's for okay. displaying source code so that if you're sharing it, it will format nice and pretty. And then a text field and an image that you can customize corners and stuff with. Yeah, and the image is a subclass of ImageWell so that when you 
drop it into your Zojo project, you can get a little preview of where it's going to be and kind of how it looks. Right. You don't get to see the preview of the design you choose, but you can. it's a lot easier to see than just dragging a blank square. So I tried to make them as native as possible by subclassing what I can so that it's easy to use. Wow, it sounds like that's a common theme you're shooting for, which I think is a good plan. <laughs> I'm a I'm a very long-time Mac person, so I like things that just work. So before, you said you found Zojo via the Mac Heist bundle. So what prep, uh, development tools had you used a lot in the past or, or before? Um, I was mainly using Xcode to make mm-hmm. native Mac apps. I didn't really dabble into windows at all um and i was actually made mac dust which i don't know how many people have heard of um but it was quite popular it was for like cleaning up cache files and extra gobbledygook that ended up all around your computer that i created back on an ibook with a 60 gigabyte hard drive that's that's why i created it i ran out of space awfully quickly (laughs) Um, and then I worked on Tiny Grab, which was popular during the everybody needs their own screenshot tool era, where everybody had different tools for screenshots and automatic uploading. Yep. Um, Tiny Grab was one of them, and I worked on the desktop tool for that. And then Mac Heist actually hired me as an internal developer for the chat program that they use. My experience in web development meant that I could, we hacked together this little web app that was a desktop control, but it had like notifications and stuff. It was really, it was really an extension of the chat on the website, but it was so much cooler because it had the different native features. Yeah, I remember the, those, I mean, MacKeist is still around, obviously, but their website is very interactive with lots of snazzy stuff on it. Yeah, the the guy who makes the website, he's really talented. We could wake him up at two in the morning with a problem and it'd be fixed really quickly. <laughs> I haven't checked Mac Heist lately to see what they're up to, but uh... they're kind of slowing off and just doing bundles now. They don't they haven't done a big game in a while. Yeah, I remember they did those for pretty regularly for a while. I don't even remember what their last bundle was. I'll have to make a note to check out the latest the last one wasn't that great but it had a system seven or it was either system seven or system six like emulator built in javascript it was amazing (laughs) really that's funny i i think it's uh it it was a flashback bundle or something like that like tools that have been around since classic huh it was it was interesting yeah i think jeff atwood had coined that uh it pretty much people can code up anything in JavaScript these days because you're seeing emulators that people are writing using JavaScript, which just seems crazy. Yeah, I played where in where in time was or where in the world was Carmen Sandiego on the Internet Archive the other day because the Internet Archive is doing that where they've got all of those MS DOS programs. Yeah, I've seen that. They have a section that has all kinds of older games from the 80s and early 90s that are running just in a web browser. Yeah, and I saw Where in the World is Carmen Sandiego, and I was like, I have six floppy disks somewhere that are that game, so I have to play this. (laughs) 
Yeah, I'll have to dig up that link. I uh, I played around with a few things there, and I bet it's the sort of thing that you you don't want to go down that rabbit hole because you won't come up for a couple <laughs> hours and <laughs> like yeah. I remember this. I remember this. I would agree with that. <laughs> well, speaking of bundle related stuff, uh, there is a Zojo bundle going on right now, and I think you got one of or maybe more than one of these things of your products in the bundle. Yes, Omega Bundle is back. And I've got answers and the source code license for uh, HTML, HTML, HTML edit for desktop. So two of my controls are in there. Well, two of my products are in there. And it's bundled in with a whole bunch of other great stuff. And it's back. Yeah, that's the, the Omni bundle. Is that what they call it? Omega. Omega. It's yeah, uh, from Lynn Fredericks. Yeah, they've been doing that every, well, it seems like every year the last few years, I guess. I believe that's correct. Got um, some stuff from Sam Rollins in it. It's got App Wrapper, Retina Kit, Sandbox Kit. Um, get XDev Magazine, Valencia Studio, Rubber Views. Some stuff from Christian, looks like. All right, I'll include a link to that in the show notes as well so people can check out what's in it. Bundles are always a fun way to get a bunch of stuff all at once. I know I like grabbing software from bundles. And sometimes you grab, you know, you grab the bundle and you because you only need one or two things in it. But then you end up over time using everything that's in it. You come back and you're like, you know what? I could totally use that. Yeah. And yeah. it's there for you because you got the bundle. Yeah, my favorite uh, FTP client that I use is Forklift. And Me too. Yeah, I think I got that in a bundle years ago, and uh, but I liked it so much, I've just been paying for all the upgrades ever since, and uh, and that one's great. And I don't even know if I would have heard of it otherwise. Really, uh, you know, I don't. A lot of people, you know, don't always search around and compare lots of tools like that. So you need some ways to get exposed to them much like how you got exposed with dojo in the first place yeah yeah exactly all right so do you do a lot of zojo development outside of these projects you're working on or is this what takes up a lot of your time um i don't necessarily use it outside of these projects um because i haven't been like hired for oh we need this app made I haven't had anything like that where I've found the need to use Zojo, but when I need a tool that I, like if I have to make a tool for myself, first thing I do is open up Zojo because it's so it's easy. It's you drag things on and you can access them real quickly. It makes software easy for me. Yeah. We find that with a lot of people that they have kind of Zojo sitting next to their tool other tools that they also work regularly with and often people will gravitate to zojo first because it is so much quicker for them to bang something out uh, that it is using other tools that they might uh, they might use more often even all right anything else you wanted to bring up about uh any stuff you're working on with zojo uh no not really covered the the big tools there <laughs> well certainly those uh 
a good collection to start with at this point, and it sounds like uh, these things are only going to continue to grow over time. I'll uh, remind everyone to check out the show notes associated with the podcast. There'll be links to all this stuff. You can just tap on them and head on over to websites and check things out. So, Tim, I want to thank you for being on this episode of Soldier Talk. It was an honor. Have a great day, everyone. <laughs>